Now, it's time for the Cybersecurity News Bite with Jim Guckin. Cybersecurity News Bite, episode number 62 for June 26, 2023. Popular Swing VPN Android app as a DDoS botnet. U.S. military warns of unexpected smartwatches. Latest Mirai campaign leverage multiple IoT exploits and self-propagating malware inadvertently affects network storage devices. Hello and welcome to the show. I am your host, Jim Guckin. Uh, As always, here to give you the news stories that I think you need to pay attention to uh, from the last week. Um, And some interesting ones this week. Not ones that necessarily I may have expected uh, to talk about, but they are still nonetheless very important. Uh, So the first one we have here actually uh, has to do with a free VPN or I should say a VPN software uh, that you can download with no cost. I I don't know if you use it with no cost or not, uh, called Swing VPN. And this comes from us, or to us, from a uh, security researcher, uh, uh, Lecromy, L-E-C-R-O-M-E-E, Lecromy. Now, I personally can't confirm this claim because I do not have, and I will not be installing this, software that there may be something uh, wrong with it, um, but I do I do say, you know, probably go do some of your own uh, research before you uh, use this or make sure that you're using it you test it. Anyway, um, in general, uh, when you come to downloading things on the uh, either Google Play Store or the iOS Store, they're both supposed to have a level of uh, vetting that goes through them to make sure there's no malicious stuff being installed. That's why they always say, you know, go through the official stores. Now, with Android, there are a lot of different stuff that have different permissions. Uh, iOS devices tend to have a little more uh, rigmarole to get installed on them, so sometimes it's a little harder. Uh, But why you shouldn't just install anything, as we've kind of talked about on the show many times before, uh, which is uh, some malware can be installed in that application, data theft, they can sit there and steal... um, some of the data that's going uh, around on there. Uh, and there's a lot of different um, kind of tools uh, that uh, can be used and exploited there um, that may not necessarily be visible in the first place. So um, you have to be very care- very careful uh, to make sure that you're installing stuff that you should trust. Simple as that. Well, Swing VPN is one of these things uh, that Lecromy uh, is kind of warning us about. Um, there are uh, only the Android versions, which has about 5 million um, different um, installations out there from June 2023. And part of it is... Um, what was discovered when uh, Lecromy uh, really started to pull apart this app and find out what's going on with it. So, his friend came to Lecromy, uh, said there was some unusual traffic on the phone, uh, and Lecromy kind of looked at it. He, he saw that it was sending requests to a website about every 10 seconds. Now, Lecromy uh, thought at first, malware virus. Typical things you might see in that case. So, I could understand why you would. Uh, so 
through uh, using of different applications like uh, PCAP Droid and Man in the Middle Proxy. Uh, PCAP Droid uh, looks at the traffic flow. It's kind of like a VPN, but it's not a VPN. It just passes the data through it. Um, and uh, uh, MITM Proxy, which is Man in the Middle, uh, captures all the data that goes through so they can do uh, kind of a little more investigation on it. Uh, discovered uh, that was coming from the Swing VPN app and requests were being sent to the same site. Now, once again, can't confirm this, but this is what was said um, by uh, Lacrimi in his uh, disclosure. Said that the app figures out the real IP address after the installation and language selection and accepting the privacy policy. So it gets through the first part. It then sends a request to Bing or Google with the what is my IP. The app then takes whatever that web, web response back and sends uh, two different config files. One is stored in the developer's Google Drive account. The files are requested from the uh, specific personal servers of the uh, designer and several GitHub repositories or some things from Google Drive accounts are then uh, fetched. Now, the app uh, then sets off connecting to some ad networks to download the ads. Kind of typical when you come to uh, you know free apps on any game store that the ads are really what you're downloading, not the game or anything along those lines. Uh, and finally stores the data, everything it collected into a local cache um, before it was going out to connect to a site that was currently under a, uh, a dynamic uh, distribution. Uh, yeah. Distributed dynamic a DDoS. Why I can't say that right now. It was DDoSing a website. And the website it was it was DDoSing is a uh, Turkmenistan Airlines website, uh, TurkmenistanAirlines.tm. Uh, and the request asked a lot from the web server it was pinging. Uh, and the endpoint, um, the phone that was using these, was using a lot of the site's resources. It was sending the request every 10 seconds, and it was doing some flight search, which was pulling back a lot of data. Uh, and this is dangerous because what it's doing there is kind of overloading the site. Now, I will say that because it connected to an ad network, maybe this wasn't the ad, uh, the app itself. It wasn't Swing VPN. Maybe it was an ad uh, that was being maliciously used that they knew this software was going to connect to. Um, I don't know, uh, but if you have this, I would probably use something to figure out uh, what sites it was connecting to, uh, because you don't want to be sitting there uh, on your phone having slow speeds and all this, all of it's coming along is is just, uh, you know, because it's DDoSing some website somewhere uh, and your battery's dying quicker. Uh, and that's really what the danger is of this, is it, it's reaching out, it's making these connections, uh, going to a website and then querying that website with a big database pool of, you know, available flights, um, which is not what this, what this app is supposed to do. Uh, so I, I mentioned the story once again, just to, to bring out the fact that especially on Android devices, even if something is in the, the Google play store, make sure it looks legitimate. And the problem here is, you know, you can't go over the installation count. There's five million installations of the software. Um, but, 
make sure the reviews read well. Uh, try to do some research. Make sure it's a reputable uh, app developer. Um, and, and be cautious because you could be, you know, lending your phone out to hackers to do lots of malicious things. And luckily for this one, it was just attacking some other website. Uh, and this person, I'm sure, probably didn't want to do that. Um, but if you figure all the phones, you know, out of the 5 million installations, let's say even half of them were querying this website, uh, that could be just very dangerous. Now, for our second story this week, uh, was actually an interesting one that I saw, and I, as soon as I saw it, I, I was like, I have to talk about this, because it's a very interesting uh, thing that we don't run into often, which is the uh, U.S. Army's Criminal Investigation Division um, has received several reports that service members across the military are receiving unsolicited smartwatches in the mail. Uh, obviously, not a good thing, not, not something you necessarily want to happen. Uh, one, because they don't know who's sending them. They, they are totally, um, totally just, you know, they just happen to pop in the mail one day. Uh, and obviously, if you're in the military, it can be very dangerous. Um, because the, you don't know who programmed these things, what, what's in there, what it's connecting, what information it's gathering. Um, so, if you are a service member, or just in general public, if you get something you're not expecting to you at your address, uh, be very cautious of it. Um, and smartwatches, remember, you can set them up. They connect to your Wi-Fi. They, they have... Um, they connect to cell phones. They have all that data. You know, everything on your cell phone, the watch has access to. Once you pair it up uh, for that. Um, the military investigation decision uh, is warning that the smartwatches may contain malware. Uh, mostly to, to either spy on soldiers. Uh, the malware may be present and access both voice, cameras, uh, GPS. Which could allow uh, malicious people to access conversation and accounts that are tied to the smartwatch. Also, the other thing is that it could steal sensitive data. This is just the same with, with most malware out there. Uh, because the phone grants all the access to it, it could have your banking information, contacts, username and passwords all there. Now, I should say, you know, why this is scary, it could just be brushing. Uh, which, if you're unfamiliar with the term brushing, uh, this is when... Uh, online retailers will sell or, or send products um, or if you bought something from the past they may give you this as a gift uh, often they are counterfeit goods um, unsolicited to random people uh, and what they do is they s pretend this sale to you even if they make no money enough that they put you down as a um reviewer with positive reviews because you got the product and they'll get that little, you know, sold by Amazon or verified Amazon buyer on it. it it's all this kind of way to, to make their fake goods look better. Now there's been no talk one way or the other, what this actually is at this point, but it is something you should pay attention to. Um, the U S military personnel that have received devices, you know, they're recommended to not turn the devices on at all and report it to their local counterintelligence or their security manager. And the reason I thought this in, this was was kind of more interesting 
um, from a from a security perspective is one that's homeland security you're messing with there. Two, uh, there was a similar kind of attack that was done uh, back in March of 2020, uh, and it was Best Buy themed. Uh, and pretty much what it came with was a fifty dollar uh, Best Buy gift card and a USB. Uh, and it was like, hey, you know, we recommend you kind of buy based off of um, some things that are on the USB drive. Um, use the fifty dollars for that. And the USB drive was really a HID device. It's like a keyboard, uh, rather than your storage device like you're familiar with. It was an Arduino microcontroller ATMEGA32U4 for those nerds out there. Uh, and what it did was actually download uh, and ran a JavaScript backdoor from the Griffin malware. Uh, and that, that was originally reported back by Trustwave Spider Labs. So why this could be brushing, this could be this kind of same kind of malware attack. The fact that it is targeting uh, military officials obviously has some concern on it. Um, but this kind of tactic can work everywhere. It's not just a military thing. It could be you know, anything out there, any, any piece of mail you may get or USB, if you're not expecting something, do not just start using it. Um, cause you could end up, you know, in loads of problems there. So recommend anything that comes to you that you're not supposed to report it or don't use it. Uh, because you never know what's on there. Is it the, fit, the $50 get Best Buy gift card sounded great until you got malware on your system. For our third story, uh, Mirai, the uh, botnet we have talked about previously on this show, well, it just keeps on going. So Unit 42, who is Palo Alto security researchers, uh, have detected two ongoing campaigns using uh, Mirai uh, botnet. Uh, started on March 14th, and then, you know, kind of in April, June of this year, uh, really picked up and started running. So the interesting thing about this is it's not just one attack. It is a combination of 22 different vulnerabilities it's using. And it's not just one model or one manufacturer it's, ta it's tackling. It's a bunch of them. So if you have products from any of the previous ones, I recommend that you go to the, sh the show notes, follow the link for this, and find out if you're if your product is, is impacted, uh, but, but they're all the popular ones. D-Link, uh, Nagios, uh, Aris, Zycel, TP-Link, SolarView, uh, Nortec, Tenda, and MediaTek. There's 22 different vulnerabilities in this. Uh, so if you're updated, you're probably good. Uh, but if you're not updated, then, then this is really something you need to do. Um, so they, they, they use vulnerabilities to get onto the device. And then what happens is the they download a a shell script, which reaches back out to one of their servers. The IP address is in the show notes, which is 185.225.74.251. And the interesting thing here is it it has different Linux architectures. So it picks the architecture that matches the device, the IoT device that has is, has impacted. Uh, it will also download some other software. Uh, from some other IP addresses to kind of cover its tracks, and then makes a connection out to the Mirror botnet, uh, which is an older botnet, uh, first discovered back in 2016. And it's been, you know, it's coming up 
you know, in a few years on its 10th birthday. So it's been around for a while. A lot of uh, changes and updates done to it. Um, but it uses these devices that it attacks as part of a DDoS attack against whatever target uh, that botnet is currently aiming for. Uh, so you figure IoT devices are definitely a lot less secure than most other things. People aren't checking, you know, the, their smart thermostat, their smart door, their smart lights, you know, constantly for updates. Uh, but you really need to. You really should treat just like you treat your computer and make sure every so often there are updates. Now, the problem also is, is unlike your computer, uh, which has updates on a regular schedule, some cheaper IoT devices, they never get updates. However, they are officially made uh, when they're stamped in a factory. That's that's the version they work with going forward. It, it, it never gets fixed. Um, so that, there's a danger when it comes to, to IoT devices. And we as a society have to kind of push manufacturers to continue to update their devices so that we have security patches. So kind of what can you do? One, make sure your uh, devices are up to date with the security updates at any given time. Uh, if you have other IoT devices, another thing is just make sure that they are not accessed directly from the internet. I know most people wouldn't have that, but every once in a while you read this thing where someone puts a camera, you know, in, the, in a toddler's room and then they kind of open it up to the internet for whatever reason. Don't 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 do that. Um, make sure. Um, you keep it on a different network. Uh, most big ISPs at this point give you like a, a regular network, a guest network. And mine specifically gives me an IOT device network where I can kind of put all the stuff and it can't necessarily access everything else there. Um, but as I said, updates are huge. It, you know, if you have a name brand thing, make sure you're checking, uh, very so often for, uh, security patches for those devices. I always like to say, uh, you know, when it's time to uh, either, you know, push your clock forward or back, uh, you know, during uh, savings, daylight savings time, um, th think of that as, as a spot to check your, your, your security posture. Make sure you go on and, and, and log into the apps and make sure they all get updated. Now, what else you could do? Uh, well, there are uh, four things out of this that you can block. One of them being zvub.us. That's the website it reaches out to. Uh, 185.225.74.251, 185.44.81.114, 193.32.162.189. I don't expect you to remember all these uh, because I won't remember them past two minutes from now, but you can go to cybersecuritynewsbyte.com in the show notes for this episode, episode number 62, and, and you'll find this here as well as everything I've talked about on the show so far. And for our final story, um, and this is an interesting one because it's not, the victim ended up not being the target, but it still was the target. Um, and this story comes to us from the Checkpoint Incident Response Team, CPIRT. And this is from early 2023. Uh, they were investigating a malware incident at a European healthcare institution. And... This should be no surprise we talked about before. This was attributed to uh, Camaro Dragon, also known as Mustang Panda or Luminous Moth. They're a Chinese-based uh, espionage threat actor, and they usually operate in, in the uh, Asia-Pacific region. 
and we've talked about this group before. And what was interesting was this attack came through an infected USB drive. But the interesting part here is if you pay attention to what I said, they're usually Asian Pacific, but this was a European uh, healthcare institution that was, was, was attacked um, accidentally, I would say, or inadvertently. Um, and what was interesting was um, the USB that the person used was infected with Wisp Rider, uh, which had a bypass for... Uh, SMADAV, SMADAV. Uh, we talked. We talked about this exact thing uh, before, um, which is a popular Asian Pacific um, antivirus software. Uh, the USB also used HopperTick as a launcher. It gains access to the healthcare institution. The malware also did some DLL side loading, created a backdoor, uh, and spread it was spreading via newly connected drives every time it saw it. And the interesting thing was when, when the investigation was done was, as I said, uh, Camaro Dragon mainly operates in Asia. The employee of a European medical company was actually visiting a conference in Asia. He was speaking. He had a presentation. Obviously, at the end, people were like, oh, can I get a copy of that presentation? I want to you know, show it to my coworkers back uh, home. So he took his USB with and it's his USB. It wasn't like an infected USB that he got, uh, which is initially what I thought, how I thought the story was going to go in the long run. I thought he got an infected USB at this conference and he was going to take it back. No, it was it was his USB that his him or his company had purchased uh, was clean. Uh, but as he was sharing his USB with other people, someone plugged it in. Someone's laptop was infected, didn't know about it. Um, and then once it detected the device, it transferred over to his USB. And then I'm sure whoever he shared it with afterwards, they got infected as well. And, well, he came back to work. And that USB was then used at work uh, and started to impact other things. Um, not just USB, but like network storage devices, computers. It was, it was climbing through their network. Uh, pretty nasty. And that's... That's the dangerous thing here with this is it, they weren't the target. No one was directly going after them. It was outside of the normal area of operations for them. And this is what I kind of always warn on the show, which is, yeah, it may be impacting one side or one sector or one government group. And it may not be yours. Oh, it's in Europe. It's, it's in Asia. You know, it's not happening in, in, you know, in North America or South America. Uh, but this is what happens is people can accidentally still get this and still pass it along. And, you know, you always have to kind of keep a wide eye out for kind of tactics and understanding what's going on and how to protect yourself. Because you never know when someone's accidentally going to be infected by malware that they weren't the target for. It could be on the same network. It could be an infected device that they share. Um, but it's this is the danger we have here. And that's why I highly recommend, highly recommend if you can just one disable USB sharing on your, your devices at all, or two, you know, don't, don't, yeah, just don't plug things in. Um, even if they're ears and they're safe, I mean, probably been better off to wipe it, but I'm sure he plugged into his laptop. It was probably already in his laptop anyway. 
you, you know, it's better emailing people your, 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 your presentation versus having it via USB or some other method, have it on a website. Um, try to think of ways that don't involve sharing things via USB because you never know. Once again, not saying anyone that he shared with was malicious, but you never know who has what on their system. They may not even know. And well, this is, this is what happens is you can get infected. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Don't forget, you can find all my notes as well as the websites I got this from, from cybersecuritynewsbyte.com. It also has all of our shows with all of the show notes on there. Uh, don't forget, you can reach out to and, and keep in touch with me. Me, me at jimguckin.com is my email address. You can also visit me, obviously, at jimguckin.com as my website, uh, where I have a blog and, and, and some other information about myself. Uh, don't forget uh, to make sure that you... Uh, subscribe via your favorite podcasting software. If there's one that we are not currently on, let me know. Uh, I will make sure we get on there. And finally, any kind of interaction you want to do with this, whether you want to give it a five-star review, four-star review, whatever you want to do, leave me a note in any of the podcasting software. I would appreciate it because the more you interact, the more it goes. All right, everyone. Have a great day and a great week. And make sure you stay safe online. And we'll talk again next week. You've been listening to the Cybersecurity News Byte with Jim Guckin. Learn more about our show at cybersecuritynewsbyte.com.